the women's movement fought hard for Roe versus Wade uh, to protect a woman's right in the United States to have an abortion. The case for women was argued by Norma Markovi, known in her lawsuit under the pseudonym Jane Roe, who in 1969 became pregnant with her third child. McCorvey wanted an abortion, but she lived in Texas where abortion was illegal except when necessary to save the mother's life. Now, prior to Roe versus Wade, women dying from backstreet botched abortions were commonplace. And if Roe versus Wade is repealed, it will have a disproportionate impact on low income with few resources who could travel to get an abortion. Uh, let us go actually to a clip now from uh, Reuters that includes a woman who had an abortion speaking out. The U.S. Supreme Court is set to hear arguments on Wednesday in the most important abortion case in decades as the state of Mississippi puts up a direct challenge to Roe v. Wade, the 1973 decision that solidified a constitutional right to abortion. If the court overturns Roe, as some supporters fear, it could turn back the clock on abortion access in Mississippi and other states to a time when most of the U.S. criminalized abortion. As a woman who found herself needing an abortion in 1973, it's a time Barbara Phillips remembers well. It was devastating, and uh, I, was, I was desperate. Months before she was set to start law school, Phillips was shocked to learn she was pregnant. I was using birth control responsibly. It failed. I'm supposed to be going to Northwestern in, in August, and, and I'm pregnant. Then 24, Phillips lived in a small town in Mississippi where the procedure was still not legally available. With help from a feminist group, Phillips traveled to New York for an abortion. I was determined to decide for myself what I wanted to do with my life and with my body. Now 72, she does not regret her decision. Phillips attended Northwestern Law School and became a civil rights lawyer with a long career. Years later, she had a son. But nearly half a century later, Americans are deeply divided on abortion rights. National Right to Life President Carol Tobias said her organization was excited that the Supreme Court had agreed to hear the case. We would love, of course, to see the court take this even further and use it, um, if not to completely overturn Roe, at least as a way to start to overturn Roe because that needs to happen. Um, but we're very excited. Mississippi is among 12 states with so-called trigger laws designed to ban abortion if Roe versus Wade is overturned. More states would likely follow. With U.S. abortion rights under threat, Phillips, like many civil rights advocates, fears the consequences of a return to pre-Roe times. But I'm afraid that many more women and girls will be in back alleys with coat hangers, you know, I, I, I worry we're going to find them on country roads dead. Okay, and uh, the high court, the Supreme Court's ruling, could have major implications also for the state of Texas, which joined 11 other states last June in enacting a measure that automatically bans abortion if Roe versus Wade is overturned, this without having to call a special legislative session. And in September, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled 
five to four to leave in place a Texas law that bans most abortions in the state, not allowing the procedure even in the case of rape or incest. Also, it bans the procedure after six weeks of pregnancy, even before most women know they're pregnant. Additionally, it offers a bounty of $10,000, basically paying Texas residents to spy on each other. And um, of course, uh, um, people are saying that this law will disproportionately impact impoverished women, especially women of color who already face racial disparities in maternal health. So a, a lot uh, hanging here, a, a, a lot um, the, of what the women's movement fought long and hard for now under uh, threat. Now, I'd like to uh, welcome our guest, uh, Dolores Huerta. Dolores, of course, is a civil rights icon. She is very well known for the role she played um, with Cesar Chavez uh, in the uh, Farm Workers Union. And, uh, but what uh, Dolores, who has continued since that time in her fight and struggle uh, for human rights, is that she, in 2014, she organized people in Colorado to f vote against Amendment 67, which would have extended the definition of person and child in the Colorado Criminal Co Code and the Colorado Wrongful Death Act to include unborn human beings, which could have uh, restricted um, reproductive uh, rights. Dolores Suerte is a mother, a grandmother. Uh, she has received the Medal of Freedom by President Barack Obama, uh, co-founder and first vice president emeritus of the United Farm Workers of America. She is a member of Democratic Socialists of America and heads the Dolores Huerta uh, Foundation. Uh, Dolores Huerta, so glad that you're able to join us today. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you very much, Marge. And uh, uh, we know that uh, uh, hopefully Marge, history will not be made today um, or during this whole uh, argument uh, before the uh, United States Supreme Court. But you know, the hypocrisy of the Republicans is amazing. Here you have all of these Republican lawmakers who are uh, going to court to stop the mandates against uh, uh, masking and vaccine uh, to stop uh, the uh, COVID-19 epidemic where people are dying. You know, we have had hundreds of thousands of people that have died, and yet they talk about pro-life. And yeah, as, as Senator Murphy uh, did, did also say that here they put want to put a gun in every person's hand where more people are going to be killed by gun violence. And yet they talk that they say that they're pro-life. Uh, they are against uh, right now uh, the argument uh, that is going on with the Build Back Better Act, where we're trying to get universal uh, child care uh, for families and especially for women. And uh, you know they're not agreeing to any of that either. So the hypocrisy is just just uh, amazing. So uh, we we don't know what's going to happen in terms of the decision that's going to come out. But the one thing that we do know. That we've got to stop. We've got to keep organizing. Uh, we know that they use the issue of abortion to divide people. Now, this is the only way that the only reason that they're even using this when they get people who are Catholics or evangelicals uh, to you know get on their bandwagon and to uh, vote for the Republican Party. So 
uh, as I said before, you know, I'm also, by the way, on the board of the Feminist Majority <clears throat> Foundation and part of the Equal Rights uh, uh, Coalition also, because we're also trying to get the Equal Rights Amendment passed in the Senate uh, so that we can have uh, equal rights for women as part of the Constitution of the United States. So this is a declaration of war against all women. And of course, we have to continue to keep organizing. Uh, this is the only way that we're going to be able to stop this. Uh, I'm going to call them lunatics, right? These lunatics that, that are uh, trying to take over women's bodies. You know, there's a, a great saying <clears throat> by um, one of the great Mexican presidents, Benito Juarez, and he said, respecting other people's rights is peace. If a woman, a woman wants to get an abortion and she does have that right, that is her business and nobody else's business, right? It doesn't affect any other person. And that's the one thing that I think that we have to say to people. This is a question of a woman's choice, a woman to decide what she will do with her own body. And I think we, just, we have to just keep saying that over and over and over again. So we can say to women out there that are confused, if you want to have 11 kids like I have, or you don't want to have any kids, like my daughter Juanita, who prefers dogs and cats, you know, that is your own personal business and nobody should interfere with a woman's body. Absolutely. And, and Dolores, I mean, this is so scary. I mean, I I worked for a while uh, helping out a mom. I was a, a mother's helper of a young Puerto Rican um, mother um, with two children who died, lost her life in one of those backstreet abortions. She was a single mom. She was struggling already with, with two kids, and it certainly was her right to decide if she should have a third kid or not. I mean, really heartbreaking. The other thing I wanted you to comment on uh, Dolores, you make the point of the hypocrisy of this all. But, you know, a lot of those who are claiming that they are for a right to life movement and protect the uh, the child, the unborn child, but it seems as though their support stops right there. Because look at the lack of support um, for uh, mothers, you know, from paid leave, from wage work, no right to welfare or a wage for moms who are working full time. Yes, and so many women are struggling. I mean, they're, in fact, I, I think you heard the recent reports where people are not having children because they cannot afford to have children. You know, a part of the Build Back Better Act also is to have two years of free community college. Every Every parent wants to have their child have a better life. They want them to have a good education. And here we are, the only country in the developed world that does not have free college tuition, you know, that our, our kids can, can get a, an education free. You know, even as you know, in Cuba, everybody there has a free college education, but not in the United States. And in Europe, uh, people have a free college education. So this is why I say these Republicans have to be called out on their hypocrisy. Uh, they do everything that they can uh, to, to keep our children from being educated. They do everything that they can to keep our children from being healthy. And now they're doing all that they can to keep our children from being protected from COVID-19. So, I mean, they really, they're, they're standing on sand. Uh, their, their arguments are, 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 you might say they have all kinds of holes in them. And they've got to be called out uh, for what they are doing. They're actually demonizing our children. And uh, we've got to call them out on this. Yeah, and, and also, Dolores, just to add to what you're saying, 
the, the U.S. Um, stands at 5.9 infant deaths per 1,000. The U.S. is the only industrialized nation in the entire world where maternal mortality is rising. And the U.S. has nearly the highest maternal mortality rate among industrialized uh, countries. And of course, um, uh, black infants are four times as likely to die from complications, um, you know, as, as well as their mothers also more more likely to die. So, uh, Dolores, I mean, that just underscores the hypocrisy that you are talking about. And also, I wanted you to say a bit more. You've mentioned the Build Back Better Act uh, um, earlier in, in speaking. And again, focusing on what's in the Build Back Better Act. I mean, I noticed, uh, saw an article this morning that Senator Manchin of West Virginia isn't sure that he's going to support the extension of child tax credits, right? Only for a year. So you contrast that with all of the, the thing about the rights of a fetus before it is born, but when children are born, you're ready to throw them under the bus. Dolores Huerta. Yeah, and I would say that too about all of these religious organizations, including the yeah, Catholic Church. I, I mean, they don't really do anything for children. You know, all, every every uh, parent out there, they struggle. They struggle uh, to keep their children fed and clothed and, again, uh, getting them educated. And, and yes, our children should be put first, not last, in terms of all of the benefits and services that we have in our society. Uh, if we did that, then we know that we could really count on having a better future, not, not only for them, but for our country. And so, you know, we have a lot of work to do. Uh, but again, we've got to, you know, continue to organize, continue to inform, continue to educate if we're going to get over this, this craziness that, we, that exists in our country today. Right. And, and uh, also the, the whole business about the Hyde Amendment, which was a legislative uh, provision barring the use of federal funds to pay for abortion, except to save the life of the woman or if the pregnancy arises from incest and uh, and rape. Uh, this was passed um, way back in 1976. So they've been trying to chip away at this thing for a long time. And then you had organizations like NARAL, remember them, the uh, NARAL uh, Pro-Choice America, and fundraising that, go that goes for women's rights organizations, to me, you contrast that to the fundraising that goes into um, the right to life movement. I mean, there's, uh, you know, there's no competition there. I mean, in Texas, the pro-choice people, thousands. So, uh, Dolores, this also shows that people on our also not putting their money where they're just some final thoughts from you, Dolores, on all of this, and um, you know what? Any predictions on what you think will happen in this case, Dolores Huerta? That it'll be kind of interesting to see how it, uh, how what, what the decision, uh, what kind of a decision will come out. Uh, they might want to just compromise and say that the justices might want to just com compromise and say, well, we'll continue. Uh, you know, going forward, let every state decide what they're going to do and kind of dodge uh, the bullet that way. Or they might just come out and say that uh, abortion is illegal uh, all the way around. We don't know what, what is going to happen. But, you know, I mentioned the Equal Rights Amendment. This is another thing that is right now stuck in the Senate of the United States of America. You know, the state of Virginia was the 38th state to ratify the Equal Rights Amendment. 
And this is something that is really not discussed that much. But if we could pass the Equal Rights Amendment, that would also have some influence in terms of a woman's right to abortion. So we just have to keep that in mind. And, you know, it's time, it's time that we were able to ha have equal rights for women be part of the Constitution of the United States of America, and that that would solve a lot of the issues that women continue to struggle. They say that you can judge a country by the way that it, teach, the, the way that it treats its women and its children. Well, uh, the United States of America, we still have a long way to go in terms of the way that women and children are treated in our country. So we've got to always keep that in mind, and I know there's so many, many issues that are facing us today, but if we could make our country a secure place for women, a place where women can take leadership, that would solve a lot, a lot of the problems that we have. Right, and, and Dolores, we know have spoken about this and have supported these efforts before because we know the workload that women carry certainly is unequal. We do two-thirds of the world's work for 5% of the world's income and the, that stat, that's a worldwide stat from the UN, but looking in the U.S., we also see the same thing. Well, Dolores uh, Huerta, you are a marvel. <laughs> uh, you're always out there in the front lines and standing uh, with the grassroots for women's rights, for human rights uh, generally. We hope to have you back uh, again very soon. We appreciate you taking the time to join us. Thank you so very much. And Dolores, for people, they can go online to find information about the Dolores Huerta Foundation, right, and what they can do to support it. Yes, right now we're, we're in the middle of the redistricting fight, and we're going to this be having seems a march, uh -huh. march in Fresno on Saturday uh, to, to protest the redistricting. Right, okay. Well, Dolores, thank you. All the best to you. Thank you for joining us.